All right, Sam, you and I are here. We're just going to be – oh, okay. One, two, three. Josh, you good? I'm here. Sam? Wow, he sounds like a million bucks. Fantastic. Oh, no. Fantastic. All right, here we go. Episode six of Nothing to Say, the Fans Podcast. Everybody, welcome back. First of all, thank you if you have stuck with us through these first six episodes. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Uh, and Sam, we made it to episode six. Look at us. We're still kicking. I know, right? Still having fun. So, <clears throat> last week we had our first guest, uh, Jimmy Jaggers, who, by the way, that ended up being our most uh, listened episode, which was absolutely fantastic. Jimmy did a great job, um, and we had a blast uh, having him on. This week uh, we have another guest, one of our uh, close friends who also went to Roseville, uh, Josh Carson. Josh, how's it going, man? What's going on, people? Or you, you want me to do my YouTube introduction for you guys? Yeah, why no. not? Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wait, you still doing the same? Wait, 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 wait. How about give me and Jason an opportunity to do it, and then you rate us? Okay, okay. Let's, oh, let's hear it. Oh God, let's, let's you go, go first, Jason. No, you go you, first, you go first. I don't remember how to, how it goes exactly, so I want I want to hear you do it, and then I'll do it. Bro, I'm in the same train. Um, wasn't it? Oh gosh, uh, wasn't it? Um, I think you said like, "Welcome." I don't. It's it's definitely the shortened version of "What's up." Yeah, I thought it was "Welcome." Uh, I know you started with like "Welcome all" or "Welcome." It. Yep. It's it's supple. Oh yeah, oh, JC three yeah. here, the baller of YouTube. Wasn't yeah. that it? Yes, sir. <laughs> That's it. Throwback, you know. Some could call it corny, corny now, but you know what? We got, we got to keep it. I am still doing that, man. And you know what? There was a time where I seriously considered changing that, but you know what? I said, you know, the people who have been here since day one, they don't want to see that change, even though they didn't tell me. I I just know it. Keep the tradition. You know, that's what it's all about. Right. Uh, Anyway, I heard you guys real quick. You're at 98 listeners, so I am uh, glad to be the one to push you over that hump there. Yeah, yeah, Josh. Uh, I mentioned to Josh earlier. We are two listens away. Let's get it um, from uh, our podcast hitting over a hundred listens. So that's a. Uh, I mean, I know that maybe doesn't sound like a like a lot in the pantheon of people on the planet, but uh, I think Sam and I, when we first started this, we're kind of expecting maybe like ten, fifteen listens up at this point, and we're almost at a hundred. So uh, right no. ag- again, thank you all for uh, everybody who's uh, tuned in. And a uh, little bit of background. Um, so Josh. Josh and I, before before he and I met Sam, Josh and I met back in middle school. We both uh, we both went to Cooley. Again, Sam went to the knockoff version of Cooley. He went to Bull John. Um, and then, so that just doesn't make any sense. It does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they built Bull John like across the street from Cooley. Like they they appeal to totally different areas. Well, I don't know if it's a knockoff version. It's just not as good. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Wait, like the Golden State Warriors this year without KD? True. Ooh. I mean, I've been saying that, man. You know it. <laughs> true. <laughs> um, so Josh and I met because uh, we played on the same basketball team, seventh and eighth grade year. Then we went to Roseville. Um, I met Sam through football. And uh, Josh and I were friends, and then Sam and I became friends, and then organically uh, the three of us became friends. Um, and then back, Josh – and then so part, so the reason why we have Josh on uh, the podcast today is because he recently won a contest, which I won't go into yet. 
the NBA, and he got some really um, awesome access to the NBA's uh, summer league. So we'll go into that a little bit later, but um, we'll kind of start with with Josh's um, sort of your channel because one of the things <laughs> way back in our our senior year, Sam, Josh, and I, we actually had a we had a class together uh, for the last. Was it the last semester of high school, or is it the second to last? I can't remember. It was the last, I believe. The last. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it was the last semester of senior year. And literally what we're going to do on this episode today is pretty much what we did the entire last semester. <laughs> we, just, we just, we just talked sports and just ranted, you know, about whatever. First period AP lit. And I got to say, man, I didn't care about no Hamlet, no Shakespeare. It was all about, <laughs> is FS1 on? Can we watch FS1? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is Undisputed on? Exactly. Exactly. So, so the basically what we're going to do today is basically what we did back then. We had super, we had a lot of fun talking sports, so that's what we're going to do today. But we're going to center this first part of this podcast around Josh's channel. Um, so, Josh, can you just kind of run us through when you started the channel, why you started the channel, uh, and we'll, we'll just we'll just start from there. All right, I can, and I'll do the the efficient short version. Um, so I started in seventh grade, so that would have been. 2012 and i started doing just nba 2k videos i took a camera like a video camera and just literally filmed my screen and so that's where it all started obviously quality not great you look back at some of that stuff now and i sound like one of the alvin and the chipmunks um (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that's some serious firepower for whoever ends up dating me someday but seriously you know i don't care that's something you know it's just funny to me right so that's um I started there and I just did 2K commentaries, right? And and I feel like at that time too, there wasn't a whole ton of people doing the 2K commentaries. Obviously, there's still, if you know Chris Smoove, like he's still one of the big guys that still does it. But, you know, from there, there's a lot of people who are, you know, similar to myself that just started doing 2K videos and pretty much branched out from there. So eventually when I was in, uh, I think it was junior year of high school, and it was about 2016, I think, 2015, 16. I started to move away from 2K and do specifically sports talk videos. And I created this. It was called Topic Tackle Sports Talk. I just liked how it rhymed. Um, oh, I don't know if it really rhymes, but it just kind of flows together. So that was my, my thing. Let's create a brand around it. And so Topic Tackle was the thing we started with. I actually started with like some baseball World Series video. Literally, I, I don't know much about baseball. I'm just going to be honest. I just decided to do that one didn't even get that many views, but it got me off the ground. So I had the vision and we went from there. It, it became primarily um, basketball sports talk channel. I eventually moved my, my YouTube partnership from the, so broadband TV is the network that I'm partnered with and they have a gaming network and I moved to the um, playmakers network. So it's an NBA specific network. Broadband TV is the same network that runs the NBA's channel uh, on YouTube. So their, their Playmakers Network gives me access to an online library of content that I can use in my videos without getting copyrighted, uh, copyright strike. That's a tough thing you have to deal with on YouTube, especially when using NBA footage and content. How do I use this footage without it getting a strike? If you use it from the library, for the most part, you're safe. Like I've run into some issues, but I mean, for the most part, you'll be safe. You just got to get creative with, with, with your videos, right? Because even though it's about the points you're talking about, you still want the content to match up to that. And sometimes you can't just for copyright's sake, but that is, um, you know, can act as somewhat of a transition into this Vegas story. If you just wanted to, to kind of, you know, segue into that, 
because I'm able to get this trip to go to Las Vegas for the summer league due to my partnership with uh, broadband NBA TV playmakers. So long story short, they had a contest going on during the NBA playoffs. If you made a video with using footage from the library of content and you made it about any, any topic from the playoffs, whatever it may be, I did my own on Damian Lillard and his ranking of best point guards uh, around the league where he falls in that and really focusing on his first round series against the, the Thunder where he really went at Westbrook and really won that battle. I put together that video, you know, wrote the script, put it out. Um, and so it wasn't even one of my best videos. I think it got around like 500 views, but it didn't matter because somebody from the NBA saw it. And I eventually I won that contest. It was just a submission on Twitter, put it out there, waited a couple months, said, okay, if this is meant to be, it'll happen. And it did. So I got the, uh, the reward was a, ended up being three nights in Las Vegas. I stayed at the Aria hotel and, um, it was, it was flight was included, hotel was included. And then games, I went to the first two days of the summer league. It was the opening day with Zion and all that good stuff. And then, um, the second day, but that's just a brief overview of that. I mean, we can get into more detail about what I experienced there, but that's how I ended up winning that. Gosh, and you know what? I it was funny because I, I kind of knew about the the contest and kind of sort of what you had won, but I I didn't know that you were partnered with Broadband at that time. So kind of hearing uh hearing how many uh you know the access that you have is is pretty impressive. And for those of you who haven't checked out Josh's channel, Josh, I'm just gonna give you a little pop quiz. Do you know what the number is for your most viewed video? Oh man, it's um I think it's. The video is the real reason why Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City, and it's got around like 1.4 million views somewhere around there. You were dead dead on with the title, but you're actually at 1.8 million views. Oh, okay. Yeah, look at you. And then, people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he has uh, two other videos with the with a million views on it. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's seriously a blessing right there. I mean, I just did. I'm just doing it for fun, and then that happened. So. Yeah. And, uh, I remember back when, uh, back in like the early days of high school when you would, when I was in some of your videos and then we, and we were talking about, uh, cause Josh and I were, and Sam, all three of us were in a, a broadcasting class together throughout high school. Um, and which is, I believe kind of where Josh, uh, kind of got his interest in all this stuff oh, um, yeah. and, and where, where he, where he kind of took off. So, um, so that was kind of my question. We'll kind of move into that, Sam. Uh, your turn to uh, fire off a question for our uh, esteemed guest. Oh, esteemed. This is the oh, guy no. who's esteemed right here, man. <laughs> you talking about Jason or me? No, I'm talking about – well, well, Jason too. I mean, Jason's a Marine. He better be esteemed. He can probably beat me up. <laughs> Sam, though, man, you're the guy. Now, Josh, you got that reach on him. You'd hit him ten times before he even gets a foot near you. <laughs> yeah, Josh. Josh is um, freakishly tall uh, compared to Sam and I, but more so compared to me because I'm five nine and pretty short. My my first question: You still rocking the uh, the dirty stash? Oh, dude. Oh, so so here's the deal with that, right? Or did did dicks did dicks make you shave it? Because <laughs> was scaring away the this customers. This is funny. There's <laughs> there's seasons for that thing, man. Okay, so here's the deal: When I was in high school, I don't know. I might have shaved like once. Okay, late bloomer here. Okay. 
like stuff doesn't stuff doesn't happen overnight. Jason and and Sam, you know, like it was very short and small. Okay, I don't know how I made the JV team my freshman year. I looked my pant my literally my shorts looked like pants. Okay, I looked like a sixth grader out there. If it wasn't for the outside shot, there's no way I'm making that team. Okay, <laughs> so that didn't happen overnight. The height. Okay, that came with time. Same with same thing with the YouTube. The stuff takes a lot of time. Been at it. Either way, the stash. Back to the question at hand. Um, you know, this past semester in college, I kept it for, for, for a good stretch there. And, you know, what I like to do near the end of semesters is say, you know what, I'm not I, – I, I like to say I'm not superstitious, but this is going to be the closest thing to it. I'm like, you know what, I'm just locking in, not shaving the stash, okay? I'm not shaving any facial hair until I do my finals. The day after, <laughs> shaved it clean. I was working at Dick's. The manager asked me, he goes – because I start getting this little like patch of, you know, the hair right below the, the lip. He goes, you going foo? You going foo match you with that? I go, no, I'm not, I'm not doing no foo, man. All right. Um, but yeah, I eventually, I eventually shaved it a lot clean. And I look at, I, I mean, like recorded myself for some videos and I'm like, dang, man, that's that. I can see why you guys were, were really laughing at me there because it's, it's, it's something to behold. It just doesn't belong in my face. And I don't think we, we stress this enough. Josh was periodically, on what we called um, Eye of the Tiger, which was the news show <laughs> that Roseville would show yep. to all the students in the school. And Josh, for two years, was wearing that dirty mustache that you could see even on a green screen. And it was dirty mustache. It was funny too, because because you had because I mean because I was Josh and I both were our anchors for three years. So they, I, but Sam and I both we were both telling him like. Dude. Oh, everyone was telling him. You have got to get rid of him. And I was trying to reason with him because I'm like, dude, I get it. I'm I'm in front of the school too, and I'm telling you right now, <laughs> you need to get rid of it. I mean, in all in all respect to myself, if I got rid of it, I probably would have looked like I was ten years old. But you know, <laughs> no, you know, that thing there. No ten year old is six five. <laughs> True. Was, hey, I may be six five now, but then yeah, it's maybe a few more inches. Since True. It was really after high school that you kind of shot up. No, yeah, now, he was yamming in high school, and not yamming like now, man. I just played the other night. It's going down. Oh, really? If it's leg day, it's all plyo. That's it. I don't care about. I don't care about the size. I just want the. Are you making a comeback? No, I'm making no comeback. I mean, I'll play when I can, but you trying yeah, to make man. that 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 G League? That's some good money right there. Ah, I could get some better money doing this broadcast, man. Being on this podcast with you guys, man, this thing finna blow up. Just remember me when you guys get big, okay? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the G League's a little safer than that. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Probably. But hey, man. but like about about the Vegas trip. Yeah. What was? Just name a couple names that you, couple stars. You know, a couple name drops. That you saw that were like the coolest things that stood out to you that I came across. Okay, so so this is one thing that I'm actually glad I don't have a problem with. I don't really get starstruck like that easy, um, you know. So I feel like going into this field, I'll be I'll be all right. But simple fact is, there's, hey man, that's just one thing. I'm just I'm just glad. I know it's not super easy. I get starstruck, but I was walking through the hotel. It was Wednesday, so keep in mind. Well, I'll, I'll say this at the end, but I was walking through the hotel. And I see this guy coming by. I'm like, okay, the dude's pretty tall. There's a lot of – it made me feel short because these guys, you know, when there's height, they just keep going. It's like they're just stretched like nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so you got this guy, and he's got this gold chain on. And then I look at the chain. It's a PG chain. And I look up. I'm like, oh, that's definitely Paul George. And I'll, uh, for a second, 
my, my like, you know, that feeling when you're like, oh my gosh, it's actually somebody. I had that feeling that I kept walking by him that I was like, I don't want to just walk by this guy like nothing happened, but yet I can't go talk to him at the same time because you don't want to be weird like that. And so what we ended up doing, <laughs> I was there with my dad and mom, we cycle uh, back around like we forgot, you know, where we were going just to see like, where, like, where is he going? He had the AirPods in. He didn't really look like he wanted to talk. Was so, he alone? He was walking by himself, and he ended up going over to some oh, table with, weird. with some of his guys. Yeah, mm. um, but some some other kid came up, unfortunate soul, asked him for a picture, and shot him down immediately. Um, <laughs> I told, I told him no. I'm like, I'm glad I wasn't that kid. Oh gosh. Um, but you know, um, this was on a Wednesday, and this was two days before he got traded to the Clippers. And so you just never know what's going on through these guys in these guys' minds. You know, he probably already knew about the stuff before any of us did, right? This is his life. Like he obviously knew he requested the trade. He probably knew it was close. Like Kawhi was calling him with his, Hey man, you know, you can get traded. Okay. You know, this <laughs> yeah. little short call or whatever. Hey, you want to come? Okay. Request the trade. Whatever he's doing. I apparently, I mean, according to some article I read by uh, Durant was quoting the article, like Leonard is a serious, he's a serious like salesman. You know, he's great at what, at, uh, trying to recruit players kind of weird considering his personality but yeah i guess he can get it done yeah so i mean (laughs) saw paul um with a place that we were staying at was really i guess kind of like the main i get the hotbed of the main place for for nba players because it's not as crowded as like a caesar's palace or a bellagio which they filmed oceans in the bellagio is pretty cool oh yeah yeah so i I was able to walk through there just because there's a lot of foot traffic in those places not as much as the aria so the Aria was a little more low-key, great place, newer place, ten, only 10 years old. But uh, Memphis Grizzlies players were there all the time, saw John Morant a couple of times, said, what's up to him? Um, there was – oh, shout-out Sack Kings. We saw Ariza on the last day. Yes, he sir. Was there. Wow. So, yeah, there's Ariza. Eventually, you just be like, hey, there's that guy. Here's that, here, there's that guy. You know, it was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, Memphis, uh, I guess my parents were in the elevator with Buddy Heald at one point. And then I think one of the coolest things from the weekend is that we ended up getting to sit behind. So there's the main arena, which is the Thomas and Mack Center, which we had to evacuate, by the way, due to an earthquake. There was a couple of earthquakes while I was there. They had to evacuate everybody on that night. Everybody's okay or else I would not be talking to you. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, there's the Thomas and Mack, and then there's the practice facility, which is the Cox Pavilion. And so it's like right across the hall. You go right over there, and we sat right behind – the bench during the it was it was hawks and bucks i I start sitting next to this guy i just start just strike up a conversation and um he's like you know this is the coolest thing from the whole week he goes you know i got a son who plays on the hawks his name's trey young i'm like are you serious (laughs) (laughs) and i knew his name because i've seen like posts of uh, trey and his dad is i'm like you're ray young okay and so, you know, you don't want to be one of those guys like, hey, could I could I talk to your son, whatever? But I mean, I was generally having like a good conversation with the guy. So I was like, hey, man, if you if there's any chance I could talk to Trey, like I'd like to talk to him. He was up for uh, an SB at that time for like breakout athlete of the year or something like that. He didn't end up winning. I think Saquon Barkley ended up beating him. But um, it was just like, gonna, you know, congratulate him and say, you know, like looking forward to another season. Um, considering that he was really close in the rookie of the year battle with Luca could have been a like co-rookie of the year. Right tail of mm-hmm. two halves of the season there but um unfortunately i had gone away to film some the nba had me off like filming some video um while i was there and he came back and asked my dad hey is he available because trey can talk to him now and of course i was gone but yeah there was that and then i sat next to uh, john morant's dad as well during the memphis game so my dad and i uh 
he was able to swing at some really really good seats right down by the court. It was like agents. I saw I saw some agent like texting about. I think I sent this guys to you in the group chat. It was like uh, Kawhi was originally supposed to team up with Jimmy Butler. Like that was the original plan. Like I just so happened to look over at his at his iMessage and he was texting that. So it's different types of circles. Like it was all team members, agents, trainers, coaches, everybody who was down there, family members. So it was it was cool to be able to have that experience and just kind of sit like right where the action was. Talk about you rubbing didn't get, elbows. Um, you didn't get these guys' numbers. To those are mad video ideas right there. I know. Well, seriously. Well, I did get a card. Okay, I had a coworker tell me, you know, you're going to go to this. It's like you need to get a business card. And so I just got a card with some social links. I handed it out to um to a number of people. There was reporters. Uh, Chris Haynes. I talked to him. I gave him my card. Oh wow. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys know who Amino Hassan is. He's like yes. another guy from the jump. He's on, uh, yeah, the jump. That's right. And the jump and highly yep. questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen Ledlow, I gave her my card. Um, she was another one of them, like reporter for NBA TV. There's a couple other people that I ended up, some other NBA people there. Um, I got to be interviewed behind, like in the, the media area. Like they took me back there for an interview. Um, so that was cool. I got to do that kind of go back there and see the the media rooms crazy they got like you know top quality cameras back there straight up green screen white white screen whatever it was just real professional back there um one last thing because i don't want to keep going on about myself here but the one last thing that was cool is that during this interview they were asking me you know just kind of general questions like what do you think of summer league you know what do you think of like stars like lebron showing up stuff like that like you know how do you think that that bodes for today's game like who are you looking forward to seeing play and so i'm talking just going through guys i'm like yeah you know i want to see zion i want to see jaw play blah 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 cam reddish he walks in the room and it was like um just me just like off the cuff i'm like yeah you know i want to see cam reddish get out there and like he turns over and looks <laughs> so that was, so that, was, that was pretty cool to like have him walk through there at like that exact moment um but you know when you're in that if you just keep like, if you just keep a level head and you realize that these guys are, are people too, you know, like if you were in that position, would you really want someone coming up to you? You know, maybe you're rookie or you'd want it for the attention, but eventually get old of someone always saying, Oh, can I get this? Can I get this picture? Can I get this? It's like, really just consider, you know, like this is a person, you know, it's a very tall person and they make a (laughs) lot of money. Um, You know, they're very good at what they do, but at the end of the day, it's just, you know, throwing a ball through a hoop and that's what they do. So treating them as people and, and really um, that's, I think where you get the best, the best reporters who are unafraid to ask the tough questions, get in the room and actually take time to invest in these guys. I think that's why Chris Haynes is such a great reporter that's come up just in the past couple of years is because he's really good with, with having connections with NBA players, NBA players legitimately like him. Like he went up and dapped up LeBron, like nothing, you know, he's not going to do that with every reporter. Definitely not skip. All right. You know that, Sam. But um, <laughs> yeah, LeBron I mean, would probably punch him. <laughs> he would not let him up anywhere then... near. <laughs> but that's that's the um, having having a strong bias. Like if you're going to do that, like you got to make sure to preface it in such a way where, you know, you might ruffle some feathers, but you can't you, you, you shouldn't burn bridges. You know, like these are guys that can legitimately 
people want to hear stories like human interest stories. Um, you know, Chris Haynes did a really cool thing where he sat down with like Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, like over dinner. And he did an interview with them. He did the same thing with Michael Beasley and Kevin Durant. Like not every single player is going to allow a reporter that much access. And it's not like Chris Haynes is, is just some, um, you know, suck up who's just going to like, you know, go along with everything they say. No, he challenges them. But it's all about in the way in which he does it. He's not just going to go out there and blatantly, you know, make off the cuff remarks just to, mm-hmm. to grab a headline. And I think, you know, that's the difference between someone who's merely a reporter and someone who's a TV personality on a talk show. I mean, the talk show people, you know, your Stephen A's, your Kellermans, um, you know, Shannon, Skip, they're going to try to grab headlines. And so I think, you know, when you think about Stephen A, he's existing in that space while re- maintaining pretty decent relationships with players that's a pretty rare thing to do as well but probably because when he goes up there like he knows these guys well and what he says the players probably know that what he's saying is true and that they need to work on it you know it's not that they don't want to be told that they don't need to work on anything it's just the way in which you say it and you know do you have the evidence to back it up and if you're going to tell a player to work on uh or if you're going to say that a player had a lackluster performance or is lacking in some area can you at least provide them with a way in which they can improve? You know, don't just bag on them. Like how can, how can they get better? How can they improve? Cause no one wants to be told that they suck. I mean, if they're told that they suck, okay, how can I not suck anymore? Can you at least give me a way to get out of it? So I don't know, just, just things that I, that I picked up on there. Just, just kind of seeing the overall um, culture. What was cool. There was like over a hundred media passes issued for this uh, hundred media passes. And there are people doing podcasts. Honestly, I don't know if they started just like this, but everybody starts somewhere. Right. And there are people with their own podcast shows and they were there Um, stuff. Honestly, I I can't even remember what the names of the shows are, but they were out there and they had media passes. They got, you know, off court access, everything like that. So the NBA, I think more than any other league getting to see it firsthand and having the, the YouTube experience is most open with young creators who are looking to promote their brand in a way that, you know, uh, I mean, helps them. It brings more exposure to them. I think the NBA has a very unique draw to the young audience. Yeah. Yeah. No. And by the way, uh, you talking this whole time is fantastic. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for Sam, but I'm really enjoying listening to everything <laughs> that you did there. Like that was that was awesome. And I, I mean, cause when you think about it, I mean, you, me, Sam, our whole, our whole friend group, really. I mean, and I mean, and 99% of the people out there, we all love sports, but a very, very, very small percentage of us get to go where you went. And the fact that you were there, uh, is freaking awesome. Um, yeah, so that was, it was cool. It was yeah, really cool. no, I, I can't, I can't even imagine. That sounds that sounds ridiculously fun, and I'm sure, um, <clears throat> I'm sure, like there are, there were plenty of other people who, I mean, you just saw and aren't, I mean, and didn't even realize that they were there. Like you just kind of bumped elbows with them, and then in the moment, when like, oh, okay, and then you look back at it and go, oh, you know, I yeah. just was right next to so and so. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Um, so at, in terms of. So we kind of covered the uh, the contest. So uh, in terms of your channel right now, like what's give us give us the inside scoop? What's coming up on uh, on your channel recently? So we can give a uh, we can, can give whoever's listening kind of a kind of a heads up on what to what look I, forward to. What I got working on for sure. Um, I've had this this Microsoft Word document for you know 
pretty much since the NBA Finals. And it's entitled Master Plan. And it's all these videos that <laughs> I planned on putting out um, seemingly by this point. But, uh, yeah, that's that summer school coming in there, man. Um, and, and, you know, other stuff that I do, right? Um, but, you know, I'm working on a lot of, lot of video topics from, from this area. I'm also exploring a lot more since I've had success on this and I legitimately like talking about it, not just um, uh, basketball game analysis or historical analysis, but also looking into the sneaker world that's associated with basketball. Obviously, this last season in the NBA, they removed all color restrictions for your sneakers. So you can it doesn't matter if you're on San Antonio Spurs, you could wear pink shoes and not get fined. Um, was that so a thing? That is a real thing. Yeah, it was, it was just – in place, uh, put in place. The ban was lifted for this last season. So yeah, because I was going to second season. I was going to say I remember De'Aaron Fox wearing some like wacky shoes during yeah. some of his games. I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. PJ, T- so if you guys don't know, PJ Tucker is like yes. the sneaker king of the NBA, and he was there with like the main reporter Nick DePaula. Nick DePaula is yes. So listen to this job. He's ESPN's. Um, sneaker reporter. I, I literally think that that's his title. Like he, he works for ESPN. He reports on sneakers for a living and he's there like interviewing uh, or he's talking to PJ Tucker. Like he's done interviews with him before. And, um, and so like he was there, I remember, remember seeing them. He's the one who actually broke the story about the footwear color restriction, the ban being mm-hmm. lifted. And so he's from, he's from Sacramento actually. And uh, he's now up in Portland, but he's originally from out here. I think he like retweets a lot of King stuff, stuff like that. So it was cool to see like local guy be on that level. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, dude, that was that was fantastic. Like I, I mean, I know that uh, you kind of gave uh, Sam and I and some of our buddies a kind of a, a little peek at what you were doing, but obviously you were busy and we were all busy. So to be able to sit down with you and actually talk about everything that happened, that was awesome. I, re- I mean. <laughs> I can't speak for everybody listening, but I really enjoyed listening to, to all that stuff. That's, that was awesome. Dude. I appreciate you guys giving me the chance to share it. And it's really cool to be on this, man. I'm glad you guys are starting this, doing something you're passionate about on here. Hey, you know what? We got to take a, got to take those couple years of, uh, of eye of the tiger and try to do something with it. Right. It cannot go to waste, man. It cannot. I know. Right. Um, so, uh, well, since we've got you for the rest of the show, we'll just uh, we'll kind of keep humming along here with these uh, conversations, and uh, we're gonna switch we're gonna switch to the NFL real quick because I know Sam has been watching Hard Knocks. Josh, have you been paying any attention to Hard Knocks? Um, I saw one clip of it on highly questionable on ESPN someday, and it was Jay Gruden talking about it. Well, not even John; it was Jay. Uh-huh. <laughs> not much, to be honest. Um, so I fall. It is the there. it is the Raiders. So. You don't really blame you. So, <laughs> so, so I fall somewhere in between uh, both of you. I've seen uh, like half of the first episode. I don't have HBO, so I can't watch. Uh, I can't watch my team on Hard Knocks, which is a bit of a shame. But I have been paying attention to it. One thing that has been circling around the Raiders right now is Antonio Brown. And for those of you who don't know, a couple things have gone on with this clown. So, the clown? F- yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. So first Aren't thing, you guys paying him? So first things first, I, <laughs> as as a Raider fan, I wanted to come on here and kind of give a, a a perspective that I don't I don't know how many people who we have as our listeners uh, are Raider fans, probably very few. Um, but I had some thoughts on everything that's been going on with Antonio Brown, and I'd be curious to see what you guys think. So we'll start off with the whole cryotherapy thing. So if you just go on um, Google right now and type in Antonio Brown 
feet. The oh, pixel, viewer discretion advised. Viewer discretion advised. It will <laughs> it will show up. And he it, it, so what had happened was is that he uh, had cryotherapy and apparently was not wearing the proper footwear. And he said there was a burning sensation on his feet. So he stepped out, and then his, oh, over the course of the next couple of days, his feet had swollen up. And then doctors had to take like scalpels and scissors and like dejuice his foot from. I'm sorry to be, but like they had to like basically get everything out of his foot because his foot had swollen up. And uh, he put up the picture on Instagram, and now it's all over uh, the internet. It was, yeah, I'm looking it, at it. It looks terrible. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty gruesome. Yeah, um, they had to cut off all the dead skin to, like, let the new skin grow. Yeah. So that happened. Then the NFL uh, recently banned a version, uh, a type of helmet that, that was worn by players such as Antonio Brown, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Um, they banned it uh, just because with all the technological advances that have gone on with helmets there, it's just an old, outdated helmet. I, it was a 10-year-old helmet. Yes, 10-year-old helmet. So the technology is kind of outdated. But it was the helmet that Antonio Brown's gotten used to over the past, you know, six, seven, eight years. So what had happened was is that he had threatened, sort of, that he wasn't going to uh, play in this upcoming season because he couldn't wear his helmet, um, which – I don't know I don't know what he was trying to do with that because the Raiders just offered the Raiders are paying going to be paying him 30 million dollars so there was no way he was going to be walking Ooh. away from there was no way he was going to be walking away from 30 million dollars so that was kind of an empty threat but then what he ended up doing is he ended up uh, not being at training camp and he filed a grievance against the NFL which was basically him just trying to get his helmet approved and that got shot down within about 4 seconds so with everything that's gone on with Antonio Brown, here's what I got to say. First of all, the foot thing. I don't know if that was just his arrogance, not wearing the proper footwear, um, and just saying, hey, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just going to do this. But cryotherapy has been around for a little bit. And I would think that he's got people around him while he's doing that to tell him, look, 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 dude, you're a wide receiver. You need your hands and you need your feet. You have to go in there with the right footwear. Like, you have to. Or you're – some or." What's going to happen? What happened to him is going to happen. So, like I said, I don't know if that was a, a mistake on his part or a mistake on his training staff. Regardless, I think somebody, I mean, I would have liked to have believed that somebody in the room would have had enough common sense to go, yeah, you can't do that. But apparently not. So, strike one. Now, the thing with the helmet, <clears throat> I totally understand wanting to wear a helmet that you've gotten used to. Sam, you and I both played football. Uh, you and I both <clears throat> had uh, helmets that we got used to towards the end of the season. I had particular pads that I liked. I liked smaller pads. And, you know, for the three of us who played basketball, like footwear is huge in basketball. If you don't have a, a comfortable shoe on your foot, then, you know, playing is, is – it's not as – you don't feel like you're at 100% when, you're, when your shoe or your equipment is not – where uh where it needs to be so i i completely understand him filing that grievance with the nfl going hey you know what i would like to try to keep my helmet but the whole threat about not wanting about not playing uh this upcoming season and not reporting to training camp i know he was there initially but he ended up leaving like he kind of went awol now the team knew where he was but still he wasn't there getting mental reps he wasn't there with the team so him not being there and that th- that kind of empty threat because there was no way he was walking away from thirty million dollars, like, what was? I don't understand that at all. I don't. I don't get the whole. I'm not going to play uh, if I uh, if I can't have this helmet. So, so the feet thing, 
is just kind of like, I don't know how you, I don't know how you mess that up. The saying you're going to walk away from $30 million. No, you're not. Don't even pretend to do Nobody's going to do that. And then the filing, the grievance with uh, the NFL. Yeah, that's, I, I totally understand that. Like, do you guys, so is anything that I said right there, do you disagree with any sort of perspective that I had on that? Either one of you. Go ahead, Sam. Gosh, you said so much. Was I, that your listen up? No, it was not. <laughs> so you have another rant coming. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first off, the whole Antonio Brown thing, I think that was just a power move because he, he's, he's he comes off, at least in the series, as a pretty, like, arrogant guy. Like, no one can touch him. Like, he's the biggest. There was a, there was a shot in the first episode where everyone's sitting down, Derek Carr is sitting down, like everyone in the whole place is sitting down. Antonio Brown is standing in the corner surrounded by like all his guys. Oh, I was like, I... oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. That's like, you're not really with your team at that point. So like just him coming off in the show, he comes off like he's not really for being in Oakland kind of, or like he thinks he's bigger than this franchise, which is kind of crazy. So I think he was just trying to use his celebrity and his popularity as a player to try to get with what he wants. All right, Josh? Well, this is where my mind goes. I instantly looked up Antonio Brown cleats to try to figure out what the heck is this dude wearing. Um, but you said, okay, you said this problem came from the footwear he was wearing. Was it necessarily the cleats he was playing in or just stuff he was wearing during the offseason? Because the dude goes to like a lot of tropical places. And maybe he's not wearing anything at all, man. Well, what it ended up happening was the reason why his feet got jacked up was because he went, he did a session of cryotherapy. And cryotherapy is basically just an ice bath, but standing up without ice. So it's basically, mm-hmm. it's basically just like a super cold tube um, that they like freeze pretty right. much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, so think of like, think of like a standing tanning bed, except without tanning, they're just like freezing you. So you have to, and I, I was hearing uh, stuff on ESPN um, earlier this week about people who have done cryotherapy and, and you, like people said they would go into it wearing like, like mittens, beanies, jackets, like you're, you're, you have protective gear on to keep you warm, not necessarily keep you warm, but to prevent what happened to Antonio Brown from happening uh, to every part of your body. So I think, I don't know, I don't know if he was barefoot. I don't know if he was wearing like socks and sandals. I don't know what he was wearing, but he clear every, every other part of his body was fine except for his feet. So whatever he had on his feet, did not do uh, a good job at uh, protecting him clearly. So I don't know if I, what I don't know and what I don't think we'll ever know is if that was him saying, yeah, no guys, I'm fine. Or none of his uh, people there with him going, yeah, you're fine. Just, you know, you can't do that. Yeah. But he's not going to care. So. Yeah. The crowd therapy. I recently just saw a video of somebody going into that and it's like, I don't even know what the temperature is on that. It's just so negative. Well, <laughs> I don't warm. even want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so that, so that you're saying is the reason why um, his feet got kind of swollen and messed up the way they did, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then wear better shoes. Yeah. <laughs> wear something more protective. I don't know. Yeah. Like, and but the the thing with the whole helmet thing, like Sam, do you like do you come do you understand like like because I I kind of understand him uh, trying to at least attempting to file a grievance with the NFL saying I would like to keep my helmet. Like I, I do understand that. Yeah, as a 
as like a wide receiver, I see how that's pretty important. And you were mentioning the quarterbacks like Brady and Rogers also using this. I think maybe that helmet gives you like a wider area, like a wider vision yeah. area, which is totally understandable for a wide receiver and quarterback. I just, for me, I just got handed a helmet and I used it. <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. Uh, so <laughs> wait, didn't you have what? the, uh, didn't you have the, um, that like cross beam down the middle freshman year? No, I thought I know somebody on our team did. No, um, I didn't have that. Oh, I could have. Oh man, I thought it was you at first, but I could have. I think somebody had that like cross beam down the middle. Um, the middle. Our center Jackson didn't he have like the full, like, cage bar one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, somebody did. Somebody did. Um, no, so I I, I understand uh, I understand him wanting to uh, to file file that grievance. I I get that and. To be to be fair, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers were both, and I think Jason Winton also was wearing this helmet too. Um, they all, I believe, from what I've been hearing, they all were not happy about the move, but they just they didn't say anything about it. They just yeah, like, yeah. So. I, I agree with you that filing the grievance is perfectly fine. But when I saw, I actually saw this, it was like a Twitter notification on my phone and from Schefter. It's like Antonio Brown is threatening to retire over a helmet. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me right now, man. Yeah, it brought back a <laughs> hey, Sam. You're gonna like this. This popular, I think it's a skip talking point. These okay, these diva wide receivers, yeah. okay, and it's like you know who comes to your mind. It's like your OBJs, yeah. your Antonio Browns, maybe yeah, you're like one, maybe yeah. your Juju's, right? And this is just it's just Actually, a move well, like indicative of them, right? Like this is something that an OBJ or like an Antonio Brown would do. A Des Bryant maybe like when he was like still relevant, right? So I don't know. It just seems like you know I'm gonna threaten to retire because of my helmet. I don't know. It just seems like something that they would do. Maybe not – obviously not serious, right? He's not going to turn down that money. I don't know how his contract works, but you know he wants to play. Not, he's not going to retire over just a helmet, but I don't know. And maybe that's his way of trying to say it's it's really serious. You need to take me serious. But in a way, I take him less serious because it's like, no, call your bluff. You ain't retiring over a helmet, you know? Yeah. And it just – and him not being at uh, at camp was ridiculous. I mean – I feel like all of this could have taken place while he was still in Oakland. I mean, or mm-hmm. in Napa at that point. So him not being there is more of the problem. Like, I feel like everything could have gone the exact same way, but he could have still been with the team. So um, that well, was – go ahead. Josh, you, you, um, you're talking about the D-Void receivers and the OBJs and um, the Des Bryants. Even those guys, you couldn't – you wouldn't ever think, like – if they had the opportunity to play football, they wouldn't. Right. This guy, he sat out the last game of the regular season that if they won, they could still make the playoffs. Like, this is a different level of a dude that's thinks he's above everything. At least OBJ would play every game that he could. Yeah, yeah. He's, he was, was a big gamer, too. He was checked out. Hey, so, Jason, I want to ask you this. So, I remember when the Raiders first – did they? Okay, they traded for Brown, right? They didn't sign. Yep. They had to trade for him, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they traded for him. I remember like the first couple of videos that were posted on social. I don't know if it was from Antonio's account or Derek Carr, but I saw both of them like Antonio going up to Derek Carr's house and like, "Hey, what's up, man? Like, so excited to be here!" And like, it looks really mm-hmm. genuine, right? And mm-hmm. and and deep down inside, I was like, 
I don't think that's genuine, but I really <laughs> hope it is because I, I like, like you, I like Derek Carr and I want him to have a solid target to go to. And I want him to be able to, you know, them both to get along, to coexist and to be a really good duo. But I saw that video. I'm like, you know, I just don't know if that's going to work out at the end of the day. You know, if if you didn't work it out with Roethlisberger, I know they're different quarterbacks, but it's like Roethlisberger is still one of the one of the, he's going to go down as a, as a great quarterback. You oh, know, he's so a walking hall of famer. Yeah, you, you if you couldn't work it out with that guy, it's like what what makes you think you're going to come over here and work it out with Derek Carr? I mean, I don't know. Well, Big Ben has always been. He, I mean, there have been reports throughout his whole career that he's kind of a. There have some, been some times when he hasn't played well with others. The whole thing about Derek Carr and Antonio Brown, I had watched uh, earlier. Uh, there was a little bit of backstory with Antonio Brown and Derek Carr when uh, when they were both uh, at the Pro Bowl, the, the year that Derek got nominated for the Pro Bowl and went to the Pro Bowl. Um, they met up a couple years ago, and they, uh, they formed a relationship way back uh, during that Pro Bowl. So they actually have some history together. Um, working together at the Pro Bowl. Now, take it for what it's worth. It's the Pro Bowl. But still, it's, it still was them meeting each other, getting FaceTime together. Um, so they actually do have um, a yeah. bit of an established relationship beforehand. So they weren't going into it cold. But I get what you're saying. Um, but, I mean, actually, I mean, in uh, I believe in Antonio's uh, bio on Instagram, it says 8 times 4 equals 32. And I believe that's a reference to uh, – uh, I believe that four is a reference to um, uh, Derek. Um, so I'm well, not. He's, he's number eighty-four. Yeah, um, and I and I so yes, he is eighty-four. But I also believe that that four is a reference to Derek, if I remember what's correctly. The, what's the eight? Well, I think it's eighty-four. I don't know. I have no what's idea. What's thirty-two? It doesn't make any sense. I, I yeah, I know. It's it's a weird. <laughs> it's a weird. It's a, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing to have. But I could have sworn, and I could be completely wrong, and I very well may be completely wrong, but I I really do think that that was a reference to Derek, just them forming a, a good relationship. But like I said, I could be wrong. Maybe it's so just you, something that I that I heard and it wasn't true. But if you go in the uh, off of the sciences of the Instagram bio, if you put Derek Carr in his bio, that means they're kind of a thing. That Absolutely official. True, hundred percent. And then number eight kind of might be the side. On the side. Oh, you're right. Who's who's eight? Who's quarterback number eight? Like, what, who wears number eight? I can't. I can't think of anybody. I know Drew's got <laughs> Drew's got Drew's got nine. Literally no. Is that like Blake Bortles? Oh God. Was, was, he, <laughs> was he eight? I don't know why I'm getting that. He might have been. <laughs> Blake see. Bortles is the backup quarterback for the Rams right now. I didn't know that until um, I saw him in a preseason game. No, yeah. Blake was five. Shoot. Oh, Blake was five. Would you rather be five or eight as a quarterback? Eight. I think so. Why? Because it's just greater than five. Because Blake, Blake Bortles was five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> five is like a, like a wide receiver number, like a slot wide receiver number, you know? There was a guy Sam, in the Raiders that. who's number nine, a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, that's like a college style yeah. number. Yeah. Number scheme. I don't know. Um, gosh, can't think of anybody who's been eight. Maybe we'll circle back to that later. We'll see. Can if I we say can... something about the, uh, the the episode though? Um, no. So yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. No, that's no, fine. That's fine. No, that's no, fine. I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so in the second episode, and if if you guys haven't seen the second episode, it's not like I'm spoiling anything. 
but I heard it was boring. Everything happens. It was kind of boring, but because Antonio Brown's not in it, so they, oh. at the very end they were talking about Antonio Brown and like it was just a press conference of people asking John Gruden like where Antonio Brown is, and I felt so bad for Gruden because he was like I don't know, <laughs> I, I just don't know, like where where is eighty four? And then they go into like a behind the scenes with him with the coaches. And he's like, dang, I really wish Antonio Brown was out here. Gosh. Where, where's where's my wide receiver that we traded for? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this poor guy! Like, he's missing some valuable time with a brand new team and a brand exactly. new system. Hey man, that's that's uh, time missed to practice the the spider banana, whatever his play. Oh, is, right? spider three Y banana, something yeah. like that. Yeah, spider. One hundred percent, one hundred percent of the time that works. True. <laughs> oh wait, what's that line from uh, Anchorman? It's uh, uh, sixty. Time, it, it works every time. yeah sixty percent of the time it works every time <laughs> <laughs> oh that that movie that movie's hilarious you know Sam we had talked about a little while ago off uh, kind of off podcast what the funniest movies that we had ever seen I think Anchorman is up there with me uh, with uh, with the other guys Anchorman is hilarious yeah the other guys is funny obviously I listen to a clean TV version. But, um, you know, I was about to say, how, how would you get through watching yeah. that? Don't don't go chasing waterfalls. That's all I know with that. Okay. Oh, man. You know, other shout out. You want to you want to do some funny uh, shout outs? Okay, man. Both of the Paul Blarts. All right. Oh god, all here we go. Race. Not both of them. Both of the Paul both Blarts. of them aren't funny. No, both of the Paul Blarts, man. Um, Daddy's home one and two. Comedic no, gold. No. Oh, no. just 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 brilliance. And honestly, oh, coming to America. That's another great one. Oldie but a goodie right there. You guys know about that one, right? Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a classic. They just did some you, you know what? Switch it really quick. They just did some uh the main thing now with the with uh footwear collaborations with these with these NBA athletes, they're doing like collabs with outside brands. So so Giannis literally he's on his first signature shoe. They just launched a coming to America zoom freak one is what they're calling it's coming to america themed they did like a Kyrie uh five in the friends they just dropped okay you guys are gonna like this they just dropped a whole Kyrie spongebob pack yeah so oh, you have yeah. like a spongebob patrick squidward uh crabs and, and star uh you know pat patrick star uh, <laughs> sandy so yeah they had those they had hoodies and everything dude online everything sold out real quick and that does not happen for a lot of shoes that just get generally released. So, um, props, you know. What's, you have your, uh, what's your favorite stuff. shoe? Out of all the recent collaborations, or out of that SpongeBob? One that you've seen on the court that stood out to you. Um, I mean, I guess I could speak from from Vegas. I saw so I get I got to see Giannis's brother. It was Costas Antetokounmpo. He's on the Lakers now on a two way deal. Speaking about that G League, he's on that two way deal. Oh, yeah. Um, but he was on, he was playing for the Mavericks in this, and he had a version of that the Zoom Freak the Zoom Freak one, and he had it in like this like I don't even know it was like a purple maroon type colorway. Yeah, I don't know. Simple fact is it's a player exclusive. It's not going to release to the public most likely. It was pretty dope, and so I had my eye on that for sure. Right, right. Um, Jason, you got one. Do I have a favorite shoe? 
Favorite shoe? Asics. Asics. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll get in the basketball game soon since literally everybody is. I mean, New Balance. Kawhi's a New Balance guy, so yeah. I mean, who knows who's getting in yeah. next. I actually got uh, a new pair of Asics the other day, actually. So. Okay. Yeah. Josh, did you see Willie Cauley-Stein's um, – I think there were Kobe's with the Naruto Yeah, so uh, he characters did, um, on them? Yeah, I don't know if he had Kobe's with that. He did the PG uh, – PG 2.5, yeah. These guys, I'm serious, serious, man. Like, now that the footwear restriction is lifted, the color restriction, they can go to any of their guys. Like, there's this guy that does a lot of customs. He's called the Shoe Surgeon. Um, he literally, like, dismantles the shoe and puts it back together. Like, he did an all-gold, uh, like, a gold-plated KD-10. It was crazy. But I don't know if he did that for uh, Willie, but I saw Willie in the, the Naruto theme. Um, those are so, so yeah. cool. He had he had those. I think he wore those a couple of games. Yeah, they were. There was. I um, wanted to meet. I want to get a pair of those, but yeah, that ain't. That ain't yeah, <laughs> you might have to go to some special guy for that. But yeah, yeah I'll go to cool. Willie's house and steal them. Where, where Willie lives around here, right? In Granite Bay, probably, right? Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sam made that comment, man. He, he's like, oh, house just went up for listing, man. Check the MLS. Oh man, um, gosh, we really. Jumped off on a tangent off of that <laughs> Antonio Brown <laughs> thing, um, and I'll just I'll close I'll close this kind of whole segment up um, from the Antonio Brown to the shoe thing. Um, until for me as a fan of uh, of the Raiders, until Antonio Brown steps on the field, uh, whether it be Week One or Week Two, uh, in a in a Raiders uh, jersey and actually plays, I don't even consider him part of the team yet. So if we have him for great. If we have wow. him, yeah. If we if if we have if we have him for week one, phenomenal. Love to have him. He's probably the best receiver in the game. If we don't, then you know what? Like, what are we gonna do? Like, it's totally it's totally out of the Raiders as an organization's uh, hands. So until it, what's he making? Thirty million this year? No, I think. Uh, I think no, I think the deal was thirty million um, total. So it, I. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think it was a thirty million deal total at uh, the Raiders. Hey, right? so Sam, would you like that? Here's here. I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase this question to you like I would back in high school. Same type of tone. So Sam, mm-hmm. would you like? <laughs> I can't even do it. No, no Miss Bauer, please don't. Would please you... don't call on me. Josh is <laughs> don't don't call on me for AP Lit to read. Josh, we're talking about basketball right now. We're good. Hey, Shakespeare. Pe- people died. Confusing words. Hey, Amen. Hey, Amen. That's uh, that bad breath in the morning, man. Oh, like, there. There's, there's that, no there's no going on. Protein like coffee thing. Oh my gosh, dude! Oh, oh my gosh! Sometimes I remember I still, that. Oh, dude! I will still sit back and th- I thought about that the other day. I was like, man, I had that contigo. <laughs> I had that contigo. That thing smelled so bad after a while. I just literally, I, I wouldn't have any milk. I just fill it up protein and water, man. That was the thing. Literally like, not even. Josh, you had your Contigo thing, and, oh. and Sam, yours was uh, Sam, getting... Jason, you had the Arctic. I right? had my. I still have my Arctic bottle, and <laughs> oh my And gosh. Sam's thing with that first period class was showing up late because the train got in the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I no more flasks. Okay, I'm I'm strictly killing killing the environment with the plastic bottles because I can't do the Contigo. <laughs> goes anywhere man all oh, i remember my. is we would all park a mile away and then we'd look at the clock and all of a sudden josh would start sprinting <laughs> yeah. ahead of no, that was my walk buddy <laughs> <laughs> that was my walk we were like dude it's it's fine he's like nope it's it's uh 7 gotta make it see you guys there all right dude, I, dude how did we do that for four years 7 40 to 2 30 with no pay 
Come on, man. <laughs> That's not even right, man. I know. Uh, oh man. Um. So, Josh, while uh, I'm I'm gonna and Sam, I'm gonna I'm gonna bump the uh, the listen up if we have time at the end, and I'll do it if not because uh, I really want to keep some of the NBA. Oh, you talk better do on. it. Well, I mean, I can if we have time. Um. But I but when, since we have Josh here, we, I think it's uh, appropriate that we keep talking about the NBA. And Josh, Sam, and I had talked about this um, on an earlier episode. I think it was like episode four. But I really wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, so now we're just going to talk about some like general topics in the NBA. We don't really have a, a set for this because just kind of wherever the conversation takes us. So, Josh, did you get a chance to look at the uh, NBA All Decades team from the 2010s? I did not. Um, what was it? Was just like a compiled list of just like the best teams. Uh, three teams. Yeah, it was three teams. So there was was. So let me guess. I did, I haven't looked at it. Okay. It probably, yeah. Here we go. Probably the war. Probably the Warriors. The Heat. No. 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 Okay, no. No. It was players. It was like an yeah. All NBA at the end of the year, but then they oh. did it for the last ten years for the two thousand tens. Okay. Then well, just go ahead. Uh, well, actually, I'll actually, I'll give you I'll give you a guess since you haven't looked at it yet. So this is straight from the NBA's website. This is the NBA. Their first team for players, there are five players on this list, um, NBA All-Decades team, five players for the 2010s. Okay, so point guard is probably Steph. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Braun's in there somewhere. Yes. KD's in there. Yes. Kobe made it. Nope. Nope. Nope, because he was still, well, six years. Eh, he wasn't really that good at the end of, you know. Okay, I hate to say he wasn't really that good. Okay. But you know what I mean? Compared He's a to scrub. Like, on, a, on a Kobe level, all right, the dude did, came back from the Achilles. Okay, so I have three of them that were pretty obvious. Um, man, because you got to think of, like, guys who are, who are still, like, maybe somewhat relevant or coming up around 2010 and now still playing. Um. Definitely not Carmelo. <laughs> no. Um, do they actually do by position? Do they still include a traditional mm, center? Not really. No, there's actually no center on the first team. Is Paul Paul George not on that list, or is he on the second team? He well, we'll get to the second team in a second. Okay, I'm missing two positions. I'll I'll get you, I'll give you, you a hint. One of them is a shooting guard, and the other one is uh, a small forward or forward. They play, he can kind of play. Uh, like two through four. Oh, that's a huge know, Two through four. He could. Just trying to think. It's it's just kind of tripping me out, man. I don't know if I want any more dead air on this podcast. I know. Might as well just he has like these. really big hands. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about now. You're definitely talking about Isaiah Thomas, correct? Five <laughs> no, no. uh, nine, Sacramento Kings, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, so Kawhi's on that team. Yeah. It's one of those guys that I guess because he didn't really break, like really break out until like that 2014 NBA Finals. But no, it literally, like even if it was just five years, like he he's worthy to be on that list. Okay, give me the other guy. Harden. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know. You're kind of running. I guess you're not really running small there, though, because well, Durant it's, it's is like legit seven anyone. foot, yeah. right? <laughs> so, and right. then I'll just I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the second team and the third team. So the second team was Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, Carmelo Anthony, and the third team was D Wade, Kobe Bryant, Paul George, Lamarcus Aldridge, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Do you have any 
problems with those three lists. I think their instant gripe would be Blake Griffin on the second team. Oh, that's what I said. Yeah. Thank I mean, you, Josh. You know, he's, he started out really strong, but and, – and not to say he's not, like, a very solid player now. I just feel like in many ways the NBA has passed up – like, has kind of passed him up with the way the game has changed, right? Like, he's doing his best to adapt to it now. I think he even had, like, a 50- or 60-point game, like, this past year. You know, like, he's expanding his range, everything like that. But there were many lost years there with the Clippers. And I feel like what kind of happened with him is what happened with that Clippers team. Now, they're back on track now because of the signings. But it seemed like all was lost. The hope was lost for a time because that Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin team where you're trying to run two bigs, it just, like, once the Warriors came on the scene and teams start going small, like, that that old Boston Celtics 08 Doc Rivers stuff that he tried there, it wasn't going to work anymore. And so Blake Griffin, to his you know benefit, is kind of how can you resurrect a career in Detroit though? Really, like it, it, ew. But um, <laughs> I mean, like he's done the best he can to be. He actually had you know, a I mean, really good playoffs. year this year. Yeah, they made the playoffs. I think he played pretty well. I'd put Paul George in a heartbeat over Blake Griffin on that second team though, because people, I think a lot of people forget, like Paul George gave LeBron as close a legitimate run for his money as he possibly could with the Indiana Pacers team. Like your Indiana Pacers teams from 2013 to 14 came, you know, somewhat close to, to beating the heat in the, the semifinals or Eastern finals, whatever it was, Paul George really started to come up. The main issue for him obviously was the injury, but he bounced back from that really well with legitimate MVP candidate this year, somebody that, I remember even posting a video on it. It' little immature. I mean, not every one of my takes is going to be correct, but I was, I was like, I'd vote for him for MVP. Kind of had a drop off at the end of the season, but um, I, I think, yeah, right. Yeah, you <laughs> never know. I mean, so here's you're gonna get, you're gonna get some wrong. Here's but. something that I want to mention. So the stats and accolades that I'm about to uh, read off are from the 2009-2010 season through 2018 and 2019. So looking at Blake Griffin and Paul George, they both have six all-star appearances. They both have five all-NBAs. Blake Griffin has averaged more points, more rebounds, and more assists than Paul George over these last 10 years. What do you think about the impact on their overall teams, though? Well, okay, yes. If you're going to go, I'm not going to argue with you that um, Paul George should be uh, – I honestly think he probably could have been in the second team I don't think I would have taken Blake out of it. Um, um, I probably would have taken Chris Paul out of it and put yeah. Paul George up there. But, um, yeah, I, I will – I mean, you're you're definitely right. Paul George is pro- is, has meant more to his team just based on the circumstances of where he's been – where he's played. Um, but I, I do think that Blake Griffin being in that second – I mean – Personally, I don't have a problem with Blake Griffin being there. Um, just going off of stats, but if you're going to bring in, um, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you that Paul George has definitely meant more to the teams he's been on. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, I'm I'm the I'm the type of guy where I'm not going to just make a full stat argument or full impact. No, I mean, no, no, I like no. to kind of rule everything in. Like, there's no end all be all. Stats do prove a lot, and obviously, like this is a good point. You know, Griffin could have uh, better numbers. And I think we forget, like, you know, first of all, with Chris Paul, too, like, the dude was insane. Before hey, before there was Steph Curry, like, Chris Paul was your guy, you know. He was, he was in New Orleans seriously balling. And, you know, unfortunately for him, the L.A. thing didn't happen. And I think, you know, 
it will the LA Laker thing didn't happen. Think about if he would have went that way in his career, how that would have changed the changed the course of his career there instead of going to Clippers, who could just not get over the hump. But um, he was really, I think, for some of these guys, if you just take just a simple five year stretch of the of the ten years that's being overall evaluated, then that gets him in alone. And you know, if you look at Chris Paul's numbers from. 2010 to 2015 I don't have him I mean if it doesn't even matter if you have him on top of your head like it's probably better than a lot of guys on the list so just from that alone I can see why he gets in yeah and then Sam you brought up a point about uh, a center who you should be on this list you remember who you told me right I'm, I'm not gonna set you up for a question that you can't remember but do you remember who you said should be on this list Mr. DMC there you go Oogie? yeah so Josh what do you think about that so who would he replace though like on the let's oh, say well, let's say you're putting him on the third team. Like, no, he's the... second team. <laughs> I'm just... I mean, he. <laughs> I'm not. See, I'm not budging an inch. I'm not budging an inch. <laughs> it's that Kings man. It's that Kings bias coming in for you right there. Hey, man. but you know what? That's Yo, he title... played for Golden State. That's There's the no title Kings of the Okay, show, that wasn't though. that wasn't the real Demarcus. Okay, I don't know who that was on the court well, there. If you just go off of that, that he was that was a shell of the Demarcus. He still kind of balled out. Yeah, he he did what he could, man. The Achilles is the Achilles is such a tough injury to come back from, especially when you're a big guy like carrying around that much weight. Like he's not he's not overweight or anything like that. He's just big, you know. And so, like Achilles, huh? You see him slim down in uh for the Lakers. Well, he, he gonna have good. to. Yeah. yeah, he looks real good. Yeah, but no, I see I see like your your point with Demarcus. I just think when you get to putting players on these teams i think you also have to evaluate not only impact because obviously he's was, he was a big impact on the kings but overall success and the dude like he didn't make a playoffs until that's not his fault this year you can't slight him for that he was playing no. for like a bad organization let's just be honest about it yeah. i'm a kings fan i can say it he they didn't know what they were doing yeah and i don't think that's necessarily i'm not meaning it as a slight i'm just saying when they're looking at blake griffin okay he's got he's got pretty good numbers and he's made the playoffs a bunch of times albeit a better team right within the same Way stretch better. they're going to give they're going to give the edge to him over somebody who hasn't made the playoffs until he you joined a team that was definitely going to make the playoffs so, so i want your take on so if if you don't think he should be in the second team i think he at least should be in the third team over Giannis because Giannis only broke out what two or three years ago yeah correct you know and i honestly i'd so Giannis would be the one to replace. I don't have the list in front of me. Giannis was in the, I think he was 20, he was 2013 NBA draft, but you really, you're right. You didn't really start hearing his name until about, I don't know, a couple of years ago. So he and didn't, so, uh, he, his two, he came into the league in 2013. You're right. He, he didn't. Wow. Good job, Josh. Yeah. 2015 was when he averaged 16 points, but his first 20... It's not a breakout. No, his first 20 uh, more... His first... I, it was a 22-point uh, per uh, per game year for him in 2016, and then he's just gone up from there. So 2016 when was... So. Um, when was DeMarcus's first year averaging 20? 20, I know he well, came in the league first, but... When was... So you're at... So when did he first average 20? Yeah, DeMarcus. DeMarcus. So he came in the league in 2010. He didn't average 20 until 2013. So you have three more years 
of him being dominant. And we'll and over I'll Giannis. just I'll put some more uh, meat behind your argument. From 2013 to 2017, not only was he averaging uh, 20 points, it was except for uh, one season. Uh, no, actually, it was all these seasons. He was averaging a double double uh, all yeah. those years. Um, yeah, no, Sam. Honestly, I'd, I'd agree. I wouldn't put him second team, but I I'd would. probably I'd give him that edge. <laughs> I'd give him that edge over Giannis just because you have more of a sample size there. So, and then here was a question I had for both of you, um, which it's not really a, a quick detour from this, but um, so I, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna ask you a hypothetical question about the uh, the NBA. I mean the uh, MVP this season. So. So here's I'll just ask you this question as if we were doing some like question segment. The MVP of the NBA is going to come from LA or the field. Josh, you got it. LA or the field. So obviously it'd be George we're looking at, it'd we're be looking at Braun, Paul George, and Quad Leonard. And Paul okay, so, Davis. Okay. Let's let's start to rule some some guys out. I don't think no way in the world Kawhi Leonard gets it because the dude's just too smart to try to win this award. Um, load he's management, too many games. Yeah. Yep. He's going to do load management. I think Paul. I think Paul George could be the guy because this year, okay, Giannis got it. I think Giannis could could repeat too. I think he's a really likely candidate. But I think Paul George defensively. Um, I think personally this year he should have won defensive player of the year over Rudy Gobert. I think he led the league in steals. He was like second in deflections. Um, and he was, he was a really good on ball defender. He would put up really good offensive numbers and guard the best player every night. And so that was a big argument for him being MVP this year. And if Kawhi, you know, he's going to be there with Kawhi, but Kawhi won't play every game. So it'll give him a bigger opportunity to step up considering, you know, maybe Kawhi talks him into taking some games off, but I think that's a personal decision. So I think, you know, out of all those candidates from L.A., rule out Kawhi. Um, I mean, you know Braun's going to be in the conversation, but it just depends as well with his health. I think he'll come back. Obviously, his injury last year was kind of a, kind of a freak injury. Never seen anything like that before. I don't think it's going to be Anthony Davis just because I just don't see a player playing with LeBron, alongside LeBron, winning the MVP. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just, just, I just don't think they'll be able to shine, uh, outshine that shadow too much. And so, you know, Braun, I think PG is the, is the best candidate from either the L.A. teams to win. But from outside, Giannis, Dark Horse, you, you guys are probably not going to like me, but Dark Horse is Steph Curry. Uh, instantly when I heard Durant's leaving, I said, okay, look here. Yeah, you know what? You know, I, I, I can see that. Here's what's going to happen because you're not going to have Clay come back until like the end of the season or who knows, maybe midway through depending on how his rehab goes. Like – this is this has got to be Steph's team, you know. He did what so he did what he could do in the finals, right? We act like you know he doesn't really show up in finals and stuff like that, which I think is kind of an old narrative now because the dude averaged above thirty points. Although it seemed like he was out there getting he was getting box and one doubled everything like that. It just seems like he couldn't do enough. And what we have to also remember with a guy like that, right? A guy like that will never be 
the best player in the world. He could be MVP, and he's been twice. He'll never be the best player in the world simply because he cannot do the things that like a, a Durant or LeBron can do. When the shooting goes awry for those guys, they can get their buckets inside. LeBron can literally go by anybody. Um, he can bully his way through people and get his buckets that way. But when you got a guy like Steph, you got to get him off of screens. You got to have his shot going. Not to say he can't finish inside, but he can get pushed around a lot more. Just considering like he is what like six three. I don't even know if he's he's two hundred pounds. So you could go boxing one on him. You could double team him and kind of just throw him out of his element like the Raptors did. I mean, a great job, and, and they basically preyed on him. Now, teams are going to do that to him this year. I still think he's going to put up some crazy numbers. They got a new arena. They got D'Angelo Russell to kind of you know ease some of the attention off of him. He made um, he made a bunch of threes this year. I forget the number, but he broke some some record for like most threes under a certain age. So that's a good addition for them. I think Steph is your dark horse, but I think the main race will probably be between Paul George and Giannis. Not to rule out James Harden, but I don't know what the heck's going to happen down there now because you have Westbrook and those two guys. I don't know how they're going to be able to coexist at this point in their they're career. They're going to work. Who knows? They're going to work. You think so? At this point in their career, with both of them yeah. being that that so, ball dominant. Let me tell you, let me tell you a story here. Two uh, years ago, good. James Harden and a guy named Chris Paul, CP3, hooked up in Houston. Everyone and their mama was hating on it. Oh, how is that going to work? CP3 needs the ball. James Harden needs the ball. And what did they do? Josh, you know what happened. They yep. almost beat that Golden State Warriors if CP3 didn't pull his hamstring. But CP3 is not Westbrook. Well, I know what happened so, at so, the end. The dudes were fighting like crazy. But, <laughs> Seriously, there's bench video of like them like yelling each other out in some playoff game. Like It's crazy. So, well, why can't it work a year this year? We're just talking about this year. Well, they can't, they can't find a way to the, work this year. I don't know if the Chris Paul thing was as, as successful as you thought it was, though, man. At the end, at the end of the day, <laughs> like the videos out there, like those two, those, okay, this is what happened this year, too. Why James Harden, he had a stretch of 30 point games that was like more than 30 games long. He did it for so many straight it games. It was ridiculous. Chris Paul was out for most of those games. And we saw James Harden do his classic. He's a great player, but he goes back to his one-on-one ISO. Literally, he had like, I did a video on this. I don't remember the number, but it was in the 200s points range of consecutive straight points without an assist. The dude was just literally playing one-on-five for like all those games, right? You didn't have Chris Paul for a lot of those games. Chris Paul comes back. He keeps the streak going for a little bit, but eventually it tails off. But he still plays the same way. You know, that is why you had a video, you had a video of Kobe. He went on uh, the jump in uh, February and he said that Rachel Nichols asked him, it was in the midst of James Harden's 30 point streak. And she asked him, do you think the Rockets can win a championship when James is playing like this? And he literally says, no, that style is never going to win championships. And he knows firsthand because he tried that back in, you know, 05, 06, before um, after Shaq left and before Pau Gasol left and all the or Pau Gasol came and all those guys came there, he literally he tried the same thing. Let me just do ISO ball. I got who do I got on my team? Right, I got Smush Parker. I got Kwame Brown. I ain't got nobody out here to help me out. I'll go put up 81 points. That happened during that stretch, right? Like I'm gonna go do whatever I can, and it still don't work at the end of the day. Like he he, he lost a 3-1 lead to the Suns in the in the semifinals in one of those playoffs. Harden this year, even when Chris Paul came back, did Harden really change his game? 
did he really like start sharing the ball a lot more with Chris starting to give up, uh, you know, the load. That's just the type of player that he is. And Westbrook is a very similar player to that. Like they need, they really do need the ball in their hands to be, to be who they are. So I don't know at this point in their careers, earlier in their careers, I could see how it worked because James Harden was not the same James Harden. He adds new stuff to his game every year. He figures out how to travel without it getting called. Okay. He does the double (laughs) step backs. He's, he's really great with the ball in his hands. That's the type of player he is. Back in the day when he was coming six men off the bench, he wasn't doing that stuff with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Russell Westbrook wasn't, you know, as much of, uh, of the player as he is now. And then physically, you know, and he didn't have the accolades either. You got to realize that these guys are coming into it in a point in their careers where they're, they're getting into their 10th, 11th seasons, double-digit seasons. They're saying, look, it's now or never. We got to win a championship. So one of two things are either going to happen. They got to make some compromises and figure out how to coexist. Because what James Harden and Chris Paul was, that was not coexisting. That was one guy staying the same way, while Chris made some 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 timely plays when he got the ball. Well, right? you're just saying that based off of this season. But the year before, they were coexisting and actually working really well. Harden's usage rate in the you ball and doesn't that, really though. change, though. Have you, do you acknowledge that they played really well the prior year? The t- like, the team overall was was – really good but them together like were they ever the unit like when you brought up houston you're like oh it's it's because of james and chris no you usually well, just go if it's, it's not because, because of, of them no whoa 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 so if we go because you must have watched every game in that golden state series who was the best player on houston in clutch times it was chris that's why they worked because chris chris's body had deteriorated at that point and he was still like an elite level player and he was making all those mid-ranges. That's why I think this will work with CP3 and Russell. I mean, Harden and Russell, because Russell's a better player than CP3 was last season. And I think you go off of, well, they're at this point in their careers. They've learned so much throughout their careers. You just got to think, like, they're smart enough guys to realize, hey, I got I to gotta change. Russell showed it last year. He let Paul George who you said was an MVP candidate, Russell Westbrook kind of took the back seat to him. Are we, can he not do that to James Harden this season? Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that. That Okay, what you bring up there is a good point because Paul Thank George, he, he did start to let <laughs> I feel like Westbrook, I feel like Westbrook did eventually begin to understand it a little bit there, um, allowing Paul George in a, it's a little you know too late. He could have done that with when he had the chance with Durant. But I don't know. I mean, Durant's a cupcake, so that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I mean, it's still, I see where you're finding the positives. And, and personally, like, it would be great if they could figure out a way to work it out. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I'm just, I need to see, I need to see them actually yeah, do it wait, for, for a whole season. Right. So, so this is going back to Jason's question, which it's been a while since <laughs> well, we hang actually on, talked hang, about hang it. On. Hang on one second, though. I just got to say, oh wait, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Well, no, because I, I want to, I want to give you guys some praise here for a second because I didn't say anything throughout that whole thing because I was just listening. I got to say, God, I miss, I miss that that senior year class that we had because this is <laughs> all we did. This was an everyday thing. I think we read a book. It's called Hamlet or something. Who knows? Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. like that. It was just kind of a backdrop for all the sports. To be or not to be. That is the question. Definitely to not be. <laughs> was there an audio book for that? <laughs> Probably. No. 
We read it in did we we no, what played was it the, out in class. What was the uh gosh, what was that one book we read at the end of the class where we did that we did that video on like the newscast? Oh, oh my gosh, my what was that book gosh. called? The um, sun always the, rises or something like that. Yeah, it's like the the rising. And I remember the audio book for that. The guy had the weird voice. <laughs> I can't do the impersonation. I probably mess it up. But that was the one that I played the uh, bullfighter. Yes. Yes. You stole yes. the show. I yelled. Um, I yelled, "Bitch!" in the middle of class. Yes. It made the whole class dead Dude, silent. Where, where is that video? Is that on a? Uh, <laughs> is that on the old account? Do you have that anymore? I, I hope it's oh. lost. Dude, that was hilarious, though. We like we had the best video. Oh, they knew yeah, it. Okay. They knew it too. And then we had the this part was and... the uh, the soup can. Would we? Did we do that? Yes. The yes, it was the Corona can. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! <laughs> and then uh, we had the bloopers with the exploding uh, root beer bottle. Posing yeah, people, the, uh... this this makes a lot of sense to you right now, but just go with it, okay? Yeah. This, this is, uh, <laughs> just imagine it in your head. Yeah. So, you, hey, you, um, you, got, uh, you got the point. <laughs> we, we, got a, we got just a couple more minutes left. So, Sam, Josh kind of gave his take real quick about the – well, not real quick, but <laughs> it was a good debate. Um, <laughs> it was a good debate. Uh, Sam, the, the MVP is – we only got a couple minutes left. So, the MVP is coming out of L.A. or the field? It's the field. Okay. And I'll give you – Three guys that I think are going to be front runners: Joel Embiid mm. stays healthy this year, and if Philly finishes where they finished, he's going to get major recognition. Definitely. Portland's Damian Lillard. Mm. This is his year. This I mean, is his yeah. year to get big recognition for what Portland does because just it's something about it. this is what I don't get. You know, we mapped out our. Western Conference playoff seedings. It yeah. just I have a feeling it's not going to be like that. Like you're going to get Portland up higher than people thought and you're going to get Houston or Utah or or the Lakers finishing well, lower, the I Clippers you, finishing I, lower. I I told you I had Port I think Portland's going to be really good. They could finish third again this year and then just cuz of that with that Hassan, gonna get I a think- lot of re- recognition. Yeah, and I think that Hassan Whiteside thing is going to be bigger than people realize. They're trading him for Kevin Love. Sorry, dude. Well, either way, even if it ends up being Kevin Love, that ends up being a huge thing as well. I think Hassan Whiteside is already big, but if they end up getting Kevin Love, then that just adds. Kevin Love back in Portland where he grew up. That would be so cool. Huh. Yeah. Hey, you know what that I seem to hear? so cool. Uh, your guy's number one team in the East. Who did you end up picking for that? Milwaukee, Milwaukee, yeah. You still had Milwaukee. That's a tough one. Like I feel like Milwaukee could could finish first. The only problem I have with them is that I don't know if they I don't know if they got a whole lot worse, but they definitely didn't get better this off season. Like they lost Nikola Mirotic. Like he went to go play overseas. They lost their rookie of the year a couple years ago, Brogdon. all because Embiid wasn't yeah wasn't healthy. Brogdon, like that's a big loss. He was a solid a big piece loss, for yes. them. Who did they pick up? Like they 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 re-signed uh, Middleton. They have Giannis, who's just I mean, obviously he's going to come back crazy. Cell. Yeah, I mean they got Bledsoe, but I don't know his play- playoff Bledsoe is is out to question. Who did they sign? Harry Rozier, who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did they did they really sign anybody else that made them better? Like at least they don't have to play against Kawhi Leonard, but they're going to have to play Philadelphia, and they're going to challenge. Is, them. is Philly better? That's tough. Like I, I'm uh, 
like going back and forth between putting Milwaukee or Philly at number one. I don't know who's who's finishing first because Milwaukee, like they seriously, if there's no Kawhi Leonard in Toronto, obviously they get over that. They get over that, and they're in the finals. Maybe even win the final. Think about that, man. They could. They, they would have been a tough matchup. They would have won the finals if they, everything played out. Like there's no Durant. He had the injury. Like you would already have Giannis with the ring. Like that's scary, and he's coming back again for another one. Um, okay, your your finals matchup. What, what's what's the matchup that you guys want to see the most? Want to see? Yeah. Oof. Well, can I can I give you guys something real quick on that NBA on that uh, MVP uh, thing yeah. real quick? Because no, <laughs> um, I'm gonna completely ignore you because I because uh, we did that earlier in the show. Um, the the one the I agree with both of you with all of your picks. The the one thing, and I know what you guys are gonna say when I say this because um, I'm gonna talk about Kawhi for a second. Um, what? Yeah, I know, but uh, but don't worry. <laughs> the MVP? But, no, but I actually I have somebody else who you guys didn't mention who I think could uh, be a dark horse to win it. The thing about Kawhi that you said earlier, which, Josh, you were talking about. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, discount what you said about him uh, possibly. Kinda sounds like you're about to. No, no, no. Him possibly resting <laughs> this year, but I also do, I also think you need to t- you also need to take into account um, the impression that he made on everybody during the during the postseason. I'm not saying that it's gonna have a ton of carryover. But you know that's going to be in the back of people's minds heading into the season. It won't. No, I think it, I think it will be. <laughs> Sam's off the lo- off the cage right now. I, man. I think I off think it chain. will be. I think his I think the impression that he left on everybody after the playoffs is going to be in people's minds. I'm not going to pick him to win the uh, MVP, but I'm just I don't think it's you can discount him as a uh, as easily uh, as that. And then Sam, you had mentioned. Um, Joel Embiid being a dark being a dark horse. He's not even. Well, I don't think he's a dark horse. Well, just somebody he's pretty known. Well, yeah, but I mean, you have probably. I think I think um, the uh, the picks of Paul George and Damian Lillard were really good, but um, Joel Joel Embiid is not the best big man in the uh, league. The best big man in the league. Um, if this dude can keep up what he did last year, which was twenty five points, thirteen rebounds, uh, eight assists. With fifty uh, percent from the field, thirty nine. Don't say Jokic. I'm gonna say Jokic. Don't mm. say Jokic. Just listen. You said Joel Embiid, and you're talking about you're talking about an Eastern Conference who just lost uh, Brogdon. So the so, and I know that's not like losing. And they Giannis, lost Kawhi. And they lost Kawhi. If Jokic gets Denver into the top three, the way that he did last year, he's in the conversation. No. He's di- yes, he is. Well, he might be in the conversation, but see, this is where I think Joel has the edge because it's media members voting, and Joel is just so much flashier. Yeah, you know, Nikola. I was going to say that too. You know, Jokic could legitimately put up better numbers and be way more of a solid player, but I mean, he just doesn't have that the wow factor. It's a and combination. Just sticks in your head. It's a combination of personality and playing in Denver. You know, like. It just is what it is. I mean, Giannis won it in Milwaukee, but the dude is literally like they call him the freak for a reason. Jokic could be the most solid, like totally valuable player, and he just he wouldn't. I just don't know if he'll win it. I don't know if they're going to give it to a guy like that in this day and age. I don't um, know. Listeners that um, are listening from Detroit and Denver, we're really sorry about our guests <laughs> just slandering you on this podcast. We didn't oh, know that was going to happen. We didn't tell him to do that. We're really sorry, people from Detroit and Denver. Really sorry. 
Um, and then with the with that little disclaimer, we got to wrap things up. Get uh, uh, real quick because uh, I don't want to. I don't want us to go too long. So just uh, just closing real quick. Um, that was a that was a really solid conversation. I enjoyed everything we talked about. And Josh, it was nice having a, a third voice, somebody who's as in tune uh, with the NBA as you are. And um, again, anybody who's uh, stuck with us throughout uh, these six episodes and stuck with us throughout this whole episode, thank you. You guh's support has been much more than uh uh Sam and I could have uh, anticipated so please mm-hmm. uh please keep listening and uh, we'll keep uh, we'll keep making these because we are we are having a blast um and so just uh from from the show uh, from the two of us thank you for for all the uh, all the support you guys have given us we're still five stars on Apple right now so we're going to try to keep that going um and Josh uh thanks for coming on man that was a lot of fun thank you so much for having me on hopefully uh, come on future episode and you know be able to talk hey, you more. better but i want absolutely say, look, you I better come this. on i want to say this that five star rating is going to stay there you know why because it's every, every <laughs> 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 at least at least for you know one more day because you're gonna every, get a troll that comes in <laughs> no no, no these, these detroit and denver people are going to be coming out <laughs> <after me. laughs> you know why but look have mercy on me because because just just sam can you just say a word just any word Yeah, there. Lobster. Oh, there we go. Every yes. single <laughs> syllable of that voice deserves nothing but five stars. There we go. Okay. Did you hear that? I mean, did you hear that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. This guy deserves. You put me on the spot like that. Every single star. Okay. I, I mean, you might as well just slap another one on there. Break the scale. <laughs> you hear that voice? Six stars. Six you know stars. what? Seven stars. Seven stars. Seven stars. <laughs> hey Josh, I just need I just need a one word answer. Who's the best player in the NBA? LeBron. And we will leave that. Gosh, clip I'm so hanging. proud of you. We I'm will... so proud of you. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll leave that. Clip you know, it's hanging. Kevin Durant. No question. <laughs> <laughs> With an Achilles, with a bad Achilles, he could take a Oh man! Um, we'll leave that cliffhanger, and we'll leave that uh, as a as something we talk about for the uh, for the next time you come on, Josh. Um, we'll have a conversation on who the best uh, best player in the league is. So again, well, it's LeBron, it's gonna be a short conversation. <laughs> um, so uh, again, thank you for everybody who stuck with us through these uh, first six episodes. We're going to keep cranking them out. And thank you for everybody who's listened to, uh, to this episode. And uh, we are Nothing to Say the Fans podcast. Again, thank you. And uh, we will see you guys uh, very soon. Thank you so much. Thank you.